Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the greatest show in sport. The biggest football game in the history of Western civilization. and girls let's do this on sean and rj here on 105 through the fan on your hump day edition hump day day. uh score yourselves last week i was oot i did not have a power ranking from last week but i would have been five for five obviously uh peyton what do we have well i will uh, say mine first because i had the best overall record from last week okay you don't have to spoil that but go ahead i had one san fran so off to a great start Two Baltimore, three Miami, four Buffalo, five Detroit. Okay, so you get three. So I get three. Okay. I, I actually think that I, I, I honestly I don't, I don't say always here because he gets embarrassed, but you're right. Sean agreed with me last week. Sean said we could start scoring it that way. You are right. Yeah. So ball, having Baltimore behind San Francisco means you don't get credit for that. Correct. So that's three. Okay, three. Now, Bobby, you had one San Fran, Damn. two Baltimore, okay. three Miami, four Buffalo, five Dallas. Okay. So, you get two. so he gets so, three. No, no he gets three. I no. get three because I had Miami above Dallas. I mean, I, I had the same thing. I had my I had I Dallas know, outside I know. mine. So I, I know, get, I know, but I get four. I, but I properly had Dallas as being worse than Miami. But I I had Dallas outside my top five. Doesn't matter. And you don't get extra points for that. You can only go based BS. off no way. It's it's no, they played a team stupid. that was ahead of them. What do you want me to say? That's stupid. That's Wait, bad. so you had who was your who was your fourth? My fourth Detroit. was Buffalo. Five was Detroit. So I had Dallas outside my top five. So you still get three. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole point. But you don't Peyton. get an extra one. But no, I correctly. I Dallas no. played one of the four teams ahead of them, so I would have projected. Right, Sean them had lose. one San Fran, two Baltimore, three Miami, four Dallas, five Buffalo. Okay, so he gets he gets three. Same. All right. Very three. good. Wow. All right. Uh, He's so bitter. Let's go one through five because I think the drama or drama, if you want to call it that. Would be three, four, and five. Number, are you going to lead us off or you want me to go? Uh, you go ahead. Number one, the Baltimore Ravens, who just continue to beat down good teams over and over and over again. The defense is fantastic. Lamar is playing well right now. The The way that they can threaten, obviously, that he can threaten as a weapon create some really easy passing lanes and that they're able to take advantage of some stuff. This was the note from OptiStats that I know we were talking about earlier. The Ravens have seven wins by 14 points or more this season, and all of those opponents are currently above 500. Houston, Cleveland, Detroit, Seattle, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, San Francisco. No team in NFL history has had more than five regular season wins by 14-plus points against teams that finish the season with a winning record. So Baltimore is on a historic run. I have the Ravens number one. Peyton? 
Hi. Yeah, I got I got to move Baltimore up to beat the best team in the, in the NFL. You know, we all thought San Francisco was the team to beat, and you know they they were beat. They were beat pretty bad with with all their players last week. So I have Baltimore at number one in Santa Clara too. Mm. Okay, I too have Baltimore as number one. They they have beat teams with winning records all year, and they've owned them, and they are getting disrespected because there are still people out there. This one right here. This one. Over here, to my I, I'm the only one who's had who doesn't believe in Lamar Jackson. I have had Baltimore number one in the power rankings two different times this year uh, before t- this week. Despite him, that's why. Uh, I Pete, deserve credit for that. Uh, they, they, people Bring don't believe up, in a soon-to-be two-time MVP. Let that sink in. Every Hall of Fame eligible quarterback who has won two MVPs or more is in the Hall of Fame, and soon to be another one. When he goes. Because the only Rodgers and Mahomes are active, so they're not eligible right now. Right. Lamar Jet, how many how many years has Lamar played? Five? Six? Uh this will be this is his sixth year. Fifth year? Sixth year? <laughs> it uh, actually is his sixth. He has he is a he is two weeks away from having this the same amount of MVPs in his in six years as Tom Brady had in his first seventeen. Damn. He's been he's been solid. Wait, Rich Gannon's not in. Rich Gannon doesn't have two. I believe he doesn't. Oh, I'm sorry. He has two first team all pros. Yeah, not two MVPs. Yeah, two first team all pros. Uh yeah, so I got I got Baltimore there. Uh it's they they one hundred percent deserve it. Number two. It's it's you know, we we've talked before about well, it's uh it, like the the top quarterbacks is like, well, there's these guys and then it's everybody else beneath them. It's the same way with these two teams. It's the San Francisco 49ers. They got shellacked, and I don't think that happens again. Like, like, I mean, if Baltimore and San Francisco play each other, I don't think Baltimore beats them that convincingly again. There were some tip ball interceptions. I still think San Francisco is one of the better teams in the NFL, uh, and, and really there are just two really quality teams in the NFL to me, two teams that I can consistently believe in, and that is the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. The 49ers are number two. They were exposed last week against Baltimore, but I have San Fran just dropping one spot, number two. They're still cl- the clear favorite in the NFC by far, in my opinion. I think they beat anyone, anywhere, whenever they match up with in the NFC playoffs. Uh, so I still have the 49ers, number two. Uh, I, too, have the Niners at number two. It's a blip. Is it a blip for Purdy? Uh, he hasn't done enough in his career to make me not ask that question, at least. Right? He ha- He's not there yet. Uh, but I do believe it is a blip for them, so I have San Fran in the two hole boy i i was very very close here at number three to making a change because i i don't like i said i don't feel like anybody's really great outside of the top two number three we're gonna keep the same we're gonna go with the miami dolphins but man there are definite flaws with that team that you could see on sunday against the cowboys they are as flawed as anybody else um but they can score points and mike mcdaniel is a really creative, innovative offensive mind that can attack teams. Uh, They'll get a big challenge this week. They get the Baltimore Ravens on the road, and we'll see if they can silence their narrative. They get the Ravens and the Bills the next two weeks. So I have Miami number three. See, with Bobby's uh, point system here, I think I can't put Miami in because I know they're going to lose to Baltimore, so I don't want to loss. No, because Baltimore is ahead of them, and so you would get credit for both. I know, but I don't want to loss in general because I think I I just picked the teams with the easiest opponents, correct? Like I put Philly here because they play Arizona. He could. 
but I'm not. I'll, I won't be petty this time. Yeah, I'll put Miami there at number three. I'll keep him at number three. Um, I couldn't move him up to one or two just because you have Baltimore St. Frame there. Miami, I mean, they, they, they beat Dallas. You know, they barely beat him, but they beat him. Barely. Still a really good team out there. I, I mean, they're not obviously not the best team in the AFC, but, I mean, they're right there with Baltimore, but I have Miami at three. Man, they're really good. I don't have them here. Um, wow. We're, I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm feeling like you're about to drop a buffalo on us. Why do you think that? Because I don't think that there's anybody that could even be in the conversation. Sure Unless you're about to, to really give me some confidence. Cleveland in there. Are you putting Cleveland there? Thought about it. Who are you putting at three? Buffalo. <laughs> uh, so I said that my last day of work before the vacation, that Buffalo had lost their last game before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Baltimore may throw a wrench into that thing in the AFC title game. But I, I believe the Bills' next loss will either be against Baltimore or the Super Bowl. They are they are raring to go, boys and girls. And I am putting the Buffalo Bills in my number three hole. Number four, I have the Buffalo Bills, and I really, really wanted to put them at three ahead of Miami. Because you are you either going to win this week? Um, I do. Yeah, they got New England this week, right? No, they have Miami. Uh, yes, they have New England they have and Miami, Miami last, last week. week. Yeah. So I, I think that I think they win these next two games. I do think that they're gonna. I think right now they're gonna beat Miami, but they they really struggled. Miami also may not have anything to play for. Yeah, they they really struggled against the Chargers. Like like you, the fact that they struggled to put away a Chargers team that's just in such disarray like that. I, I needed to see a more impressive victory to comfortably put them above the Dolphins. The fact that I didn't is why I had to keep them where they were. But right now it is the Bills four, and depending on how things look this weekend, they very easily could jump up to three next week. I have the Bills at four. I have the Detroit Lions at number four. Whoa! I mean, that, that offense is, is really, really good. I mean, I think they're going to run the ball like crazy against Dallas. Even, even though the game's in Arlington, I get it. The, the Cowboys' home winning streak and how well they play at home. But I have Detroit at number four. I mean, they win the NFC North last week. They're going to play home playoff game. Really, really good team. Number four, Detroit. Uh, number four for me is Miami. I left that game not feeling great about Miami, uh, but also not feeling bad. They moved the ball basically at will between the 20s. Um, yep. They had six scoring drives. Anytime you have six scoring drives, it's a heck of a day offensively. A heck of a day. And one play here or there, and you know those some of those field goals turns into touchdowns. And the other way around, too, for that matter. Uh, one player here for there, and they're, and they're not even getting in a field goal range. But uh, if you know, if if they if Tyreek catches that first pass from Tua, that's a touchdown right there. He's yeah. gone. He's gone. Uh, and he just kind of lost sight of the ball, you know, when, when it got around his helmet. But you know, I, I I did not feel great about Miami, although I feel good about them. But I'm going to put Miami in my number four spot. I don't know who else I would have put there. I, I honestly don't. And I struggle with five. I struggle. See, that's five. where I'm at. So I've got I've got two great teams in the NFL right now, San Francisco and Baltimore. I think Miami and Buffalo are good teams. The rest of the league, I don't know what to think of them. Because this is such a there are a few really bad teams. They're just some like meandering five hundred teams, and I can't tell what Dallas is necessarily, Detroit. Uh, some of these different teams, Cleveland's 10 and five. Like you said, you thought about putting Cleveland in there. It's, it was a tough decision, but ultimately I just don't think any of the other teams right now outside the top four are beating Dallas right now. 
And so I do have the Dallas Cowboys at number five. I have essentially the same power rankings I did last week, uh, except the Ravens and the 49ers flip-flopping. So I have Ravens, 49ers, Dolphins, Bills, Cowboys at number five. So you, so Cowboys lose, you don't drop them at all. You just leave them there. No, we're not, we're not we're not uh, we're, uh, uh, slaves to the result. Payment. I mean, ah. when Kansas City lost, I still had them number one early in the season. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out how your system here, but I have, bu- I have watching Buffalo. the damn games. Peyton. I have Buffalo at number five. I thought about Cleveland here, like y'all did, but I thought Buffalo just they're too hot right now. They got the better quarterback, obviously. Cleveland, you know, they got Joe Flacco. I have Baltimore. I have Buffalo here at five. I think. I mean, if there's one team to take down Baltimore in the AFC playoffs, it's still Buffalo. Um, even though the game will be in Baltimore, but I have the Bills at number five. Man. All right, so it's not Detroit. It's not Detroit. No. Uh, the Cowboys would be, so the Cowboys are six and a half point favorite at home this week against the Lions. They're going to beat the Lions. Yep. Uh, Vegas, by putting that number at six and a half, home field is not worth three points anymore. It's worth about one and a half to two. Vegas is telling you that the Cowboys, they have the Cowboys as about a two point favorite on the road at Detroit. Is it, I was going to say, is it different? Is the spread, you say it's typically worth one and a half, two? Is that a case-by-case basis, though? Like, do they view AT&T Stadium as a bigger betting movement, given the way they've played there? It it depends. I mean, more often than not, a lot of times Vegas views it as necessarily weather and travel, more so than just the, how the team plays there, because that could be uh, relying a lot on opponent and so, stuff like that. Uh, but the Cow- there's no doubt the Cowboys play much better at home. I don't know that I agree with Vegas's line that the Cowboys would be a two-point favorite at Detroit because of how the Cowboys play on the road. Uh, but it is a controlled environment, and it is turf, and the Cowboys generally play well uh, on both of those. Mm-hmm. But I don't trust the Cowboys as far as I can throw them. So I am going to put the soon-to-be 12-5. and five I knew you were doing Future... This. Maybe AFC champ Cleveland Browns at number five. Wow! Hey, look, they've been they've been good. I just don't know how much confidence I'd want to have in Flacco. Joe Flacco. I have absolutely none. I have absolutely no no confidence in Flacco, but he's playing great. You're you're a quarterback driven guy. Like, hey. like so, what you're telling me is, does that mean you have more confidence in Flacco than than Dak? Uh, no, but Flacco has the answers to the test at this point in his career. That's fair, and maybe Dak does too, but. Joe Flacco, if he wins the Super Bowl, make no mistake about it, he will go to the Hall of Fame. Ooh, that's a debate we need to have this week. He I would be one of zero chance. He would be one of three quarterbacks with a championship with two titles with different teams. Okay, Brady and Manning are the other two. Uh huh. All right. The two championships is impossible to overlook. Eli's going to probably go in, and he's at about the same career as Eli. Because and I'm not saying he should go in. Oh no, zero, I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he should go in. I don't think he does. I know what a hot take. Those dopes in that room. All right, they are seventy percent of the players in Canton have a ring. Seventy percent. They value Super Bowls over any other statistic, without fail. Joe Flacco wins a second title. You have to resign yourself to the fact that he's going in. So if Foles were to to will some team to a Super Bowl right now, you're putting Foles in? It's different. Foles was never <laughs> a starter. It's, he was never a starter. Wow. He was always a career backup. Flacco was, and again, I don't think he should go in. I don't think he should go in. I'm just telling you. That's a take, man. I'm telling you. You just derailed power rankings with that take. What the Rick Goslins of the world are going to do. 
All right, Goose and Shireen, they're they're voters. They're 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 the local. They're the two local reps. He is going to go in. I don't think he should, but he will if he wins a second title. You Dak, know it's going to happen. Dak has more touchdown passes right now this season than Flacco's ever had in his career. It, I, I, again, it doesn't matter. No, super, none of the statistics. Super Bowls are what matters to that committee. Unless your stats are so over and done with. Only like Matt Ryan's got, a, Matt Ryan's got all the stats with in the world, right? Matt Ryan's got all the stats in the world. His biggest thing that's going to keep him out is no title. Only two seasons with a QBR over 60. Oh, dude, Flacco. I'm not sitting here saying that I think that I, I, think I am not trumping, trumpeting the Joe Flacco Hall of Fame candidacy. I'm just telling you how it is. If he wins a second title and he's one of three guys to do it with different teams as the quarterback, uh, was he the MVP of that Super Bowl? I think go back so. And look. so and, and let's say he wins the MVP of the Super Bowl. He's in. There, there's, you, you're not keeping him out. I, I, I don't think he should go in, but he's going to go in. He was the Super Bowl MVP. There you go. There's your power rankings. And as usual, I win. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean and RJ on 105 through the fan. We have to. We have to do this. We've been putting this off. We have to apologize to one of the biggest stars mm, in all me. of sports and the great John Mashoda coming up at 840. It's a hump day edition. Hump day. Sean and RJ on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jean Mashoda, the athletic, coming up at 840. College kegger. College kegger. Intergalactic kegger here. Nine o'clock on 105 through the fans. Sean and RJ. I'm RJ Choppy. He is Bobby Belt. We need to apologize. Apologize. Apologize uh, to the biggest star in all of sports, and that is the great, and I mean great, Shohei Otani. It is time to apologize, Bobby. You can apologize. I no. still refuse. I'm going to dig in, and I this will this may be my Joe Burrow thing again, where it's like I can't explain why. I just I, I I'm 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 I have an impression of Joe Burrow, a certain impression of him. He's that cool. The, that the facts. No, I find him to be like an arrogant douche. 
And Fine line between arrogant and co- and and, and, uh, and cool. Well, and I felt like there were several instances of it, and I was like, I'll, I'm going to show Sean. I'll go look for it. And I went and looked, and I couldn't find any. Like, I found one. I was like, okay, so I don't know where I got this impression, but it's definitely in my head. And similarly with Otani, although I feel like I have ample evidence that says Otani's kind of an egomaniac. Well, he might be. Uh, you know, look, his, uh, his, his recruitment was what it was. It was, you know, maddening to say the least, but. What he did on Christmas Day was nothing short of great teammate. He gifted Joe Kelly's wife a Porsche. Why? Porsche, as my neighbor has told me to pronounce it properly. Mm. Porsche. Um, Joe Kelly's wife started the O-Take-17 hashtag on Twitter. Joe Kelly, her husband, wore 17. That is Shoei's, Shohei's rumber. So... He said for that, for giving her the number, forcing Joe to take the number, he gave her a Porsche. Boy, hands it over. I got to say, this is an all-time teammate move. His second one, the first one was deferring money without interest. Or it's a playa move. Could be. Now, listen, there is no doubt the number one thing Shohei had to do, he had to call Joe Kelly first and say, bro, do you mind if I give your wife a Porsche? Yeah, how would you like you say this is an all-time move, but how would you feel about it? What? If like I would you Joe feel Kelly? like would you feel like what are you doing showing me up here, dude? Like my wife is going to like you. Well, he just me. got 700 million dollars. Like it's and I'm sure Joe Kelly's wife is not starving himself. What's her name? Joe Kelly's wife. That is that the is that what Shohei named his dog that he didn't want to? <laughs> this is my dog Joe Kelly's wife. Don't ask me what the dog's name is. <laughs> it's Ashley. Ashley's wife is Ashley Kelly. He named it Joe Kelly's wife Ashley Parks. But no, this is like, look that we we've got that's a great sign right there. He he Fantastic does a solid. That, this that's is an all time. This is this is, if Dak did this, if Dak Prescott did the same thing. You know, you you would you would be all over it. You would be saying this is the greatest teammate move in history. I don't think I all the all Dak did to win over the locker room was throw a party at his house. I think, and, and Tony never <laughs> Tony never did. This guy buys a Porsche. Now I could also say this is not a very big move because if you're if you have a seven hundred million dollar contract, and uh, you know what's what's uh, why is it a Bentley or a Rolls? Right. Why is it just a hundred and seventy thousand dollar car or now, whatever just, it is? Does he just know that's the car she likes? Now, which which Porsche is this that she got? Uh, it's the four door one, the Panorama. Oh, so it's not the Cayman. Shout out to Peyton Russell, the Porsche Cayman, the seven one eight. Uh okay. So this is like a seventy thousand dollar car. Uh, I, I have no. No, idea. I'm looking it up. I'm looking up yeah, MSRP. I, I, I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a Porsche, and it's, it's a good vehicle. And look, he's. He's given himself some other good publicity recently. I'd seen this on Reddit. This somehow escaped me last month, I guess, while we were in the middle of World Series run and everything else. But Shohei Otani bought 60,000 youth baseball gloves to give to Japanese elementary schools. So he donated baseball gloves to all the elementary schools in Japan. And so he does these things, and it's very admirable. But, like, can't we say that there's some admirable qualities about him and he can still kind of be an egomaniac? Yes. That's fine. He could be. But this is a great it's a great uh, gesture. It is. And I don't, I don't want to take away from that. I'm just saying it doesn't change the fact to me that he's still an egomaniac. Because at the end of the day, isn't it still kind of a look at me move? You're giving somebody's wife a Porsche. And you're like, look at me. Look how great I am. Yeah. 
That's how I'm going to twist it. I mean, it, it could anyway. be a, That's it, how I'm going to spin it. It, it could be $100,000. I mean, it could have all the bells and whistles. You know? Could have everything. Could I have know. everything in it. I, I just look at that as because I need to to confirm my previous thoughts. Yeah. I would say that it's a selfish look at me move. Okay. From him. Peyton, you're you're typically the one who I think has the reputation here, maybe unfairly, because honestly, it, it might be me. Yeah. But you're the one who has that you don't even know what I'm about to say yet. You're the one who I think has the reputation from Sean that, all right, this is the jealous guy here. So how would you feel you and Mackenzie get married here in the next two months? You pull a Zach Wolchuk, wow. you're, you're married in two months. Uh, what would you, how would you feel if like Choppy was like, hey, you did me a, a, a real solid Mackenzie. I'm, I'm buying you a Porsche. How would you feel about Chop buying Mackenzie a Porsche? See, that doesn't, I mean, that, that doesn't get me super jealous, I don't think. All I right, mean, right. I, Blake, he, Blake, the fan phenom, new guy. A guy comes into our clubhouse and like immediately. Oh yeah! Buys. Oh no! No, yeah, I had total beef with Blake. <laughs> That's different. Yeah. It's, I, I don't uh, know because I mean, car. It's like, like, yeah. If she was like, oh my god, RJ, like, thank you, like, you know, showing like affection to you, then I'd be like, oh, this guy's showing me up a little bit here, you know, because I can't buy a Porsche. So maybe a little bit, but I, I don't think it would be as yeah. much as like you know, if it was like going on a date with you or something. Yeah, but Joe Kelly can 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 buy a Porsche. Like he can. Yeah. He's, he's been in the you know he's been an MLB for almost a decade now. Like he could buy a Porsche. Um, it's it, he would go through permission. Obviously, Shohei. I'm sure. I'm sure Shohei called him. Was like, dude, is this cool? He's not mean. I don't know. Does Shohei this. does Shohei call anybody? I have no idea. But like, you're not gonna. You're not because that would be, that would be a bad teammate thing if you do that. Like, but I do, are, He's not the first player in sports to gift something to the players' wives. I generally do the, all the wives, not just one. But this is this is obviously not to this level. But were you a guy? You you are you'll and he sign. He may not even have paid for it. Porsche may have given him the. That's vehicle. true. When you sign Mike Bassick's chair, you always sign it with twenty three, right? Number twenty three, which, which is your number, with my baseball number. Okay, so obviously not to this scale. Thirty years ago, obviously not to the scale. But if somebody had twenty three, would you pay for the number? Would you be like, I'll give you fifty bucks, give me the number? Um, because I think it's a little the obsession over like. Yeah, sure, I would. Yeah, for sure, twenty thousand yeah. dollars. I want that number. No, no, that's twenty grand. No, but I mean, just in general, yeah. in professional locker yes. room. Yeah, I, I think sure. the, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a little weird. Obviously, they mean things for certain reasons. Did you just get 23 or did you pick it for a certain reason and it meant something? Or did you just get it and then it became your number and became yeah. meaningful? I was a Don Mattingly fan as a kid. Oh, so this wasn't a Michael Jordan thing. No, it had nothing to do with Michael Jordan. Or a Dwayne Goodrich thing. wasn't Dwayne Goodrich uh, either. Good reference, though. <laughs> and I do like Dwayne. Dwayne and I lived next door to each other in college. Did you? Yeah. Oh. You don't want to live next door to him? The last several well, years. now he's 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 oh, doing he? well now. Okay, yeah, he's doing right. he's doing well. He's doing good things. I had no idea. We have the uh, the baseball Hall of Fame ballots are starting to come out. Chop. Yeah, and they're they're due by like the announcement is coming on. They're due by the thirty first. Ballots must be submitted by mail only by December thirty first. Mail and ballots once again. Uh, and you have until uh, the the announcement will be coming on January twenty third. Here's who on the here who is on the ballot really quickly. I'll run down the list. Chop. Bobby Abreu, Jose Bautista, Carlos Beltran, Adrian Beltre, Mark Burley, Bartolo Colon, Adrian Gonzalez, Todd Helton, Matt Holliday, Torrey Hunter, Andrew Jones, Victor Martinez, Joe Maurer, Andy Pettit, Brandon Phillips, Manny Ramirez, Jose Reyes, David Wright, Billy Wagner, Omar Vizquel, Chase Utley, James Shields, Gary Sheffield, Jimmy Rollins, Francisco Rodriguez, and Alex Rodriguez. So we're starting to see some of these ballots trickle in, and one thing is absolutely evident, RJ Choppy. Mm-hmm. Adrian Beltre is going in on the first ballot. Uh-huh. That's he should. What is he at? About 80%? Uh, so 
the the ballots Ryan's, that we have because Ryan Thibodeau puts this together. He's got Mr. Tib, not Mr. Tibbs on Twitter. We've, tracks this. We've had several ballots released to this point. Uh, Evan Grant from His the Dallas Morning down News. Right now, by the way. Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News. He puts Carlos Beltran, Adrian Beltre, Mark Burley, Helton, Wagner, K. Rod, Sheffield, Mauer, Pettit, and Andrew Jones. He leaves Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez off. But some of the Did other you say Mauer. Did he? Yeah, he put Mauer on okay. there. Uh, Ian O'Connor, uh, who has written at ESPN, New York Post, USA Today, his ballot is Beltron, Andrew Jones, Joe Maurer, Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, Chase Utley, Gary Sheffield, and Adrian Beltre. Larry Stone, baseball writer, has Bobby Abreu, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Joe Maurer, Gary Sheffield, Chase Utley, Billy Wagner, and Adrian Beltre. And then Dan Gelston has just three names on his, Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, and Adrian Beltre. So it's the Philly guys and then Beltre. By the way, not a coincidence. Dan Gelston, where do you think he's based out of? Uh, Toronto. That, that'd be Philadelphia. Okay. So kind of makes sense that his ballot only has Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, and Adrian Beltre. All right, so I've got the list right now. This is uh, – there's only 13% of the ballots are in. Well, I feel like I feel like John King here. Beltre uh, is on 98.1% of them. That's pretty good. Okay, you got to have 75% to get in. He's in. Helton is on 84.6%. I do feel like this is the year we're getting Helton in. Finally. I agree. And he deserves it. Maurer is on 80.1% of them. I think Maurer absolutely should go in. There was only one guy that got in last year, right? It was uh, Scott Rowland. Uh, yeah, then there was McGriff was a holdover, I think. Yep. Uh, Gary Sheffield is at 75% on the dot. Ooh. So he would be in. Billy Wider's on 73%. That's the next closest. Uh, Andrew Jones at 65%. Carlos Beltran is at 61.5%. So it's basically going to be Beltre, Helton, Maurer. Sheffield is on the line. He's on the line right now. He's on the cusp. One more vote against. He's out. And the Contemporary Baseball Era Committee a couple weeks ago, they did put Jim Leland in. So Leland is in this time around. And then what you're looking at is essentially... Right now, the way it's setting up, at least according to that, sounds like Leland, and then right now, comfortably Beltre. Looks like comfortably Helton. Maurer, a little less comfortable, and then Gary Sheffield right on the borderline. Beltre needs to be on 71% of the remaining ballots to make it. Helton has to be on 73% of the remaining ballots to make it. Maurer has to be on 74% on the remaining ballots to make it, and Sheffield needs to be on 75% of the remaining ballots to make it. So that to me sounds like Beltre is getting in on the first ballot. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of guys. Like I said, the the Philly AP writer putting just two Phillies players in Beltre seems pretty indicative of how people feel about Beltre's candidacy. He's in. He should be in. Great second half of his career. I can't think of many players who had better second halves of their career than Beltre. Yeah. He went from being a, oh, he only played well in a contract year, injury-prone guy to a Hall of Famer. Elite defense. Almost overnight. Steady, reliable yep. hitter. Big time, big time player. Yep. It's fantastic. It was, it was, it's a great end uh, for, for Beltre's career uh, here here in Texas. So that's awesome. Speaking of the Rangers, real quick, um, they signed Diego Castillo to a minor league deal. Um, this And, and this, is, this is not really like a, a major thing, but it's a depth thing for their bullpen. Has uh, he had Tommy John? <laughs> I have to go check to see. If he had Tommy John, he had a couple, first good couple of seasons uh, back in, uh, you know, 2018, 2019, uh, tailed off a little bit. So 
We'll see what he has, but that's unfortunately the Rangers are in, in a situation money wise because their TV deal where you know, they may be strapped and you know they they desperately need depth because they are losing one of the great things that gave them the ability to sustain in the regular season during the injuries, and that was depth. They, yep. they lost a lot of it uh, this off season, so that's tough. But they get a little signing there. All right, John Mashota, the Athletic. Cowboys insider dives in. He coming up next here on 105.3 The Fed. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. College kegger coming up at 9 o'clock. There's tons of college football news. Uh, especially Bobby's Deion Sanders uh, in the news for Neon Dion. He's hitting up Santa Claus on the Twitters, trying to uh, get players to come to uh, Colorado. Still, old Sanders Claus, old Sanders Claus. Uh, but first, now we are joined by the Athletics John Mashota here on 105 through the Fan Morning, John. Morning, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Hey, John. I you know. Anytime I get a chance to talk to you, I just got to lead off with this. When you look at the supporting cast that this Cowboys team has this year, have you stopped to consider, like, how different would this team be if they had nine back there at quarterback? It's <laughs> an inside joke uh, you guys are doing here. Oh, uh, um, man, that's a good one, Bobby. I, I don't think it would be much different than it is right now. I think they're in a really good spot at the quarterback position. Um, but, no, I, I appreciate the joke. I didn't know where you were going with that at first, but then – Knowing you, so are you part of the? Uh, I hate uh, Dak. I'm a full of Romo no, fan. Is no, that no, what no. you're it, saying? It's just I routinely would comment on his tweets for about five years. Just oh. every time he'd say anything about the team and just say, "Yeah, but could you imagine if Nine God had this? Like, could you I imagine?" Mean, to your defense, though, Bobby, it's not like I don't still see that from a lot of people. Sure. So it is. That's it's why real. I find it humorous because it's like, like, it, uh, Romo was an, was a really good player. There's there's no question about it. But health wise, he was it was going to be hard to even put him back out on the field without him getting hurt. But there are still people that will claim that if you put him back out on the field in 16, then they just march on and, and win the Super Bowl that year. So I don't, I don't know. So you still get a lot of Romo texts then or tweets still to this day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, there's still people that believe that uh, Romo was done wrong. He should have got the job back. And if he would have, that they would have made, that would have been the year that they made that deep playoff run and, and finally got back to the Super Bowl. Sure. Cause they made other deep playoff runs. Right. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Now here's, here's a question for you, John coming out of this game, whether it be Romo or, or Dak or anybody else, uh, are we going to run into a situation again where this team essentially goes two and a half quarters without throwing the ball to their best player, CD lamb? 
You know, I don't, I don't think we will. I, I, it, it is kind of fascinating because you see other teams where they will just – and there's been times this year where they just keep going to, to CD, and, sure. and that makes the most sense. I mean, I don't think that they're – other than Tyreek Hill, maybe Justin Jefferson, there's not been a better receiver in the NFL this year. There's a part of me, though, that wonders if it's just Dak as a person, Dak as a teammate, that he always wants to try and get everybody involved. You know, you see some of those videos of him uh, mic'd up and stuff, and the way he just talks to the team in the huddle and things like that. Like, I, I really do feel like it's not in his DNA to just keep going to the same guy over and over again, but there's going to be games where that has to happen. And, and I do think things might have been different in Miami had that have happened in the second and third quarter. So uh, there were times where that didn't happen in San Francisco. Obviously, CD voices displeasure, and we and we saw changes. The offense that did change, and CD was a target uh, more than he was certainly before that. And so maybe that's what happens off of this game. Maybe this is kind of an eye opener that hey, you know, in certain situations we got to just force the ball uh, to 88. Now I will say that there are some plays when you look back at that game from from uh, Sunday, and and Dak just doesn't have that protection up front that he's that where I I don't feel like he had his full trust all the time. You know, because like I don't know if you saw the um, uh, the Minnesota against, uh, Detroit game, uh, but they were like Nick Mullins was like forcing it to Justin Jefferson in that game, and that's to the point of reckless though. Like you don't want that, but so did they conclude in the tape that you know he was open on a number of plays, and it was simply was that's all it was was just protection. I mean, they're not saying that because they're not going to throw anybody under under the bus. But I mean, watching the game, that's the way I felt like it was. Um, but even in that, with that being said, there has to be plays where, hey, it's just drawn up. We're just going 88 here. We're, he's, that, that's going to be where we go. That's the first read we're throwing there. It's not there. Throw the ball away. Um, when you need to get something going, especially down there, when they're pinned back, uh, you know, two different times, I, I really think they need to just get the ball to CD and try and have him make something happen quick because, obviously, the offensive line wasn't holding up on one particular side. And so, yeah, I think it needs to happen. But also with the Nick Mullins thing, I mean, it just that's that's a quarterback that's obviously not very yeah. good. And so he's just going to throw it up to the guy who's arguably the best receiver in the league and hope that good things happen. And a lot of times it did, but Dak's just too good for that. I mean, because it's not just a CD thing. Like, we didn't see Jake Ferguson is, is involved as we, right. we have in the past either. So uh, it's more than just the CD part. Talking with John Mashota from The Athletic here on 105 Through the Fan. John, when we talk about the protection issues, uh, obviously the big question this week is, going to be about Tyron Smith's availability. Mike McCarthy's always going to give us the same line on on Monday, Wednesday, whatever it is. Of, well, he's got a chance to play. He's got a shot. Uh and that's kind of just the standard line that that we get. Uh, is there do you think a, a a do you think there's legitimate optimism about Tyron Smith being available and ready to go for this Detroit game? I do. And now this is only walking. This isn't blocking anybody or having to use your back, but I can tell you, I mean, seeing him yesterday in the locker room, he was moving a lot better than he was a week ago, and I and you know Jerry mentioned your guys' station about the uh, getting a probably was a cortisone shot. I would think he said injection. Uh, maybe that helped, um, but I know I think that there's there's a really good chance that that Tyron is back for this game. When you have the issues that you had with Adoga, which are, are really confusing because a lot of it just seemed like missed assignments, um, and, and he's been practicing a lot with the first team this year uh, with, with Tyron getting a, a number of rest days. Do you think there's anything within their mind or, or within their thought process that says, hey, if if Tyron Smith is down, if we lose him during the playoffs, we can't go back out there with the Doga again. This has got to be a conversation about Tyler Smith bouncing out to tackle and TJ Bass playing inside. No question about it. When it's win or go home and 
you don't know that, yes, this is three years in a row that you've made the playoffs, but you don't know that you're going to make it next year. You don't know that you'll make it any time in the next five years. So when you have the chance that they have, I just think that that's the no-brainer thing that you have to do. Is it ideal? Of course not. You'd love to keep Tyler Smith at left guard. But if it's, a, you know, playoffs and you know Tyron Smith's not coming back, I think you have – I don't think there's, there's any question about it. I was talking with some reporters the other day about what if Terrence Steele was to go down, what do you do? And I'm like, if it's a, if it's a win or go home game, you put T.J. Bass at right guard and you kick Zach Martin out to right tackle. I know that's not his ideal position. He doesn't want to play it, but that's just what you have to do. If it's win or go home, you've you got to make different changes than you would do in week 14, week 13, whatever. John Mishota, the athletic cover of the Cowboys here on 105 through the fan. All right, so they got Detroit here this weekend. Uh, home game, and then they go to Washington, but that's not really a statement game on the road. Did did they miss their chance for sort of that statement victory, or does beating the Lions team, a good one, at home give them that same sort of boost? I, I don't think it gives them the same one at all. Psychologically, there's just no way. They've just been too good at home to where they would feel like, oh, that's the same thing. And they're just comfortable at home. I mean, they've been these last two seasons the best team in the NFL at home. So I don't think that even beating a good Lions team does that for them. But I do think that the way they played against Miami has a little bit of that feel of the way they played in Philadelphia, where it's a loss. But then after that, there was a little bit of a confidence built there, and then they went on to win, I think, five games after that. I do see some of that from the Miami game, that if they were to go on the road in the playoffs, and won multiple playoff games on the road against a, a good opponent, I do think that they would look back at that Miami game and go, hey, you know, I think that, that was a big help there. But I also think to a certain extent, there is a little bit of that with Washington as well, just because of the fact that they played so poorly at the end of the season last year at Washington that I think if they just go out there and have a good showing there, uh, I think that that's, that'll be a little bit of a confidence boost too, but nothing like if they would have beat Miami or, or played better at Buffalo. You know, you talk about that, it's reminiscent of the Philly game, and, and it was in, in several ways in terms of it felt like, and this has been my criticism of them this year, is that in close games it feels like they are always losing on details. It's always small things, it's it's little nuances, that that's where they are, are really separated from some of the other big contenders. Is any of that fluky, do you think, or or is it just this team has has some issues playing in tight ball games and and really being on top of things? I'm. I just got to be honest with this. I think Brian Broaddus has the best take on this uh, all that I've heard so far, and it's and and it's a better take than I've heard from anybody in the locker room. And maybe it's because they don't want to say it, but I do think it is the communication. I do think that it is pre-snap stuff, and, and the reason why I think it is that is just because of when I wrote a story a couple of weeks ago about the Dak. Here we go, and just hearing the reaction from that, including from a member of the coaching staff, talking about how much they worked on that in the offseason because communication was such a big thing. Spending hours on trying to come up with here we go, I don't think they're doing that just for fun because then they're like, hey, this will be cool. This will catch on. Like, you know, uh, Peyton Manning yelling Omaha. No, they did that because there were significant issues there that they did not like, and I think we see those crop up on the road because of the fact that you – you have to go silent count. You have to do things that are more, uh, t- you know, during the week, hey, when we get in the situation, you have to do that as opposed to being able to check and, and everything's a lot cleaner when you're at home. Uh, the crowd's quiet when you have the ball. Uh, I think that that is the number one reason why they've had the issues on the road is the, is the communication issues at the line of scrimmage offensively. Is there any hope that two weeks remaining in the season you're going to be able to iron those things out before you're likely going on a road run for the playoffs? If they have their best five starting offensive line, I believe so, yeah.
I, I, I will say, just it's not just Tyron Smith. It's anybody on that on that that starting five offensive line. If they have to play a backup there, I, I just I don't like their chances really to win any of their playoff games. They if they have that best five back out there, I think that because their continuity, how much they've played together, I think a lot of that stuff can get ironed out. Um, I know they did have that in Buffalo, but I just thought the Buffalo game was just completely out of control right from the beginning, and you just never thought they were going to you know, have a chance in that game. But I don't see it being that way in the playoffs. And so if they have that best five offensive line, I think they'll be fine. With uh, they don't believe in best five, right? And that the, uh, we always heard they don't believe in best five. But I, 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 <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. I would just get them healthy. Fantasy football nonsense, I think we call that. That's but, right. but, hey, real quick, real, real quick on that. You know, they, they put out that video of their conversations in, in the draft room when they when it came down to Bergeron and Mozzie Smith. Yeah. So they, they Patrice, showed you that right. yeah, they showed you how how much they needed another offensive lineman. They knew it was on their radar as well. And I, I imagine they'll be having that same exact conversation uh in this draft coming up. Hey, appreciate it, man. Have a uh, have a great week and uh, maybe I'll see you at the game. Who knows? Yeah, sounds good. Appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, John, be sure uh, when you do uh, Talking Cowboys here in a sec, just work in a reference to nine for me, please. Okay, I will. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> John Michaud of The Athletic. Join us here on 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 